You hear the sound. Guess what? That's right. We back. Did you miss us? You missed us. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Once again, it's your man, Mr. Wilson Black, again, once again, with another episode of Tales of the Two Percent. Thank you, everybody who's been rocking with us this far, this long, man. But uh, we got a special episode planned out for you today, so let's go ahead and get the fellas on in here. First up is my tap 10, tap twin, excuse me, my tap twin, my tap brother, Mr. Donnie Williams. Don, what's going on, brother? Good day, good day, gentlemen. Good stuff, Donnie. Good to have you in the building, man. And next up is the coolest academic coach ever. My man, Mr. Najee Elta. Yeah. What's going on, Najee? What's up? What's up? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? All right. Welcome, man. Brother, welcome in. And last but certainly not least, my man, Mr. Antoine Lewis. Antoine, what's going on, boy? Hey, man. What's going on? What's going on? Everything's lovely on my side of the world. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, I got to pause the music. I got to stop the applause because if you see everybody sitting up in their chairs straight, it's because we got a special guest <laughs> in the building today. I am honored that this man is here with us. He means a lot to the show. One of the main reasons that we got the show started in the first place. So let me give you a little bit about this cool guy here. We are welcoming. Uh, What is it? Wait, there it is. All right, today we have our special guest, Dr. Avery Kenley, a CCPS coordinator of professional learning, TAP development specialist for uh, the TAP program in Clayton County. He's an educator. He's a scholar, member of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and by all means, just an overall great man. Ladies and gentlemen, he even gets his own walk-in music. Welcome to the show, Dr. Avery Kenley. Come on, Doc. Get up in here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that's it. I, 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 love, I love the music selection. I, you know, as a native, you know. Let me stop this. Let me stop this. Let me stop this. Doc, what's going on, Doc? Kenley, welcome to the show, man. We are honored to have you join us today, man. Um, it's going to be a blast, man. It's going to be a blast. That's all I'm saying. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, so before we get started, like with all things, I got to ask fellas, what's going on in the classroom this week? Uh, Najee, let's start with you, man. How are we helping out in the hallways? Uh, you know, same old thing, man. Just ensuring teachers are utilizing technology, instructional technology tools. So I'm going through uh, doing observations. Um, I took a STEM um, field trip this week to the um aquarium and when we got backstage passes so we can kind of see how they go about feeding the animals um how they go about the net you know the the operations of of the aquarium and how you know uh the students are able to kind of see the life of these doctors and these veterinarians and how they take care and feed the animals so it was that's an big. amazing you know, trip that's yeah. big that's real big bro i'm gonna be like you when i grow up i promise you that's amazing Donnie, what's going on in the classroom? How's Mr. Williams promoting that academic excellence this week? Oh, man, we are moving right along. We're in our very last unit for the year. Thank man. God. Hand clap for that. What a hand clap that. I got to. Come on, end of the school year. But go ahead. So we're, so we're in ecology. So right now we're kicking things off with competition, mutualism, commensalism, parasitism. And believe it or not, uh, at Rex, we as well are working on. Uh, making our way to the aquarium for a field trip. So right now I'm planning it. So if you see me at work, I'm running around like a chicken with his head cut off. So I'm Don, you're planning the field trip? Yeah, shh, don't tell nobody. Good stuff, boy. Make your moves, boy. Be like y'all. Trying, man. Bro. Sheesh. 
trying, man. Antoine, what's going on in Mr. Lewis' classroom this week, sir? Hey, man. Hey, this week in my class, uh, we're wrapping up our unit three, um, doing our project-based learning, helping students to understand that an equitable and quality education is not afforded to every child in this world. And oh, so preach. I'm just trying to get my, my students to understand how uh, things such as religion, such as yeah. gender, such yeah. as uh, poverty plays a very significant role in the fact that all children are not awarded the same opportunity to learn and get education. Yeah, yeah bro, that's big. That's real big, bro. That's real big. Yes, sir. Good stuff. And Dr. Kenny, you are amongst friends. What's going on in your magnificent world today of this week? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, since I work primarily with teachers, we've just finished up kind of our mid-evaluations. Uh, and so we are looking at ways to continue to support our teachers. Uh, additionally, uh, this past week, we had a SEL. I know we'll talk about that a little bit later, Parent and Community Night. Uh, so that was well attended. Uh, superintendent was there. A lot of uh, district leaders were there participating as well as school board members and our parents. Um, and then uh, we also have Clayton County has 10 endorsements. So uh, most of our endorsements are entering their kind of last phase. Uh, mm -hmm. So they're in their third module uh, where they'll get ready to complete. So we're we're looking forward to completing those uh, final endorsements and getting some of our teachers endorsed. So, yeah, yeah, it, we're, we're busy, man. We're busy. Hey, hand clap for that man. That man stayed working. Listen to me. He's leaving this to go to another meet. That man works. <laughs> All right, man. So listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mr.TOTP at Tales of Two Percent. Spell that all out on Instagram. If you want to join the conversation, log into Facebook, join our Facebook group, Tales of the Two Percent Podcast. If you want to be a part of the conversation, leave us a teacher's lounge confessions. Rate us, review us, want to be a guest host on the show, email us at TOTPpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 470-765-8688. And remember, Tales of the 2% is brought to you by the good people over at Crux Media. If you want to start your own podcast, email them at Crux Media. Excuse me. Email them at info at LLC.com. They can show you everything from getting your podcast started to getting it monetized. Again, make sure you contact the people at Crux media group to get your voice and your podcast heard crux media we are the heart of podcasting now for our first time listeners for everybody who's been here for the first time um you know our list our, our show is set up like a lesson plan man we have our warm-up we have our announcements we got learning objective phenomena uh guiding questions today we will have our guided practice dr kinley's gonna take us through that then we're gonna have an academic discussion a data talk um, then we are going to have our teachers labs professionals by far one of my favorite an SEO moment and then finally a ticket out the door. So before we jump into the warm up, Dr. Kenley, I like to ask this question to all of our guests. Um, when did you have your first male teacher and when did you have your first black male teacher? So that's that's interesting. I cannot recall when I first, but it was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And so and, and you talk about black male teacher. Um, I attended a black elementary school, a black middle school and a black high school. So I'm yeah. from the city of Atlanta and I attended West Manor Elementary School. and It was all black. 
And uh, I had a black male teacher at that time. I don't remember the exact grade, probably probably about fourth grade, fourth, fifth grade. Okay. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't I didn't have that experience of not having black teachers because all of my schools were black. <laughs> Shouts out to the APS public uh, public school system. And thank you all for doing your part now. Let's dive into our warm-up because I am always excited about our warm-ups. By far, one of the most fam- uh, funniest parts of the show. And we are taking it back to the five-second rule. First person to miss, you are out. Winner for today gets a new 2020 Nissan keychain. I got one sitting up on my dresser. I got one just for you. The old <laughs> Nissan keychain. That's what you get. So let me go ahead and cue up this music. Uh, there it is. All right. Five second rule. We're going to throw this one out to Antoine. You are up first. You ready for this? Hey, man, let's go. All right, Antoine, I want you to, you got five seconds. I want you to name three famous Michaels. Name three famous Michaels. Go. Uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson. There it is, boy. Three famous Michaels. Quick with it. All right. Donnie, the next one is on you. I want you to name three Cosby kids. Oh, Denise, Rudy, and Theo. Denise, Rudy, and Theo. Okay, we quick with it here. We everybody showing yeah. out because we have company, huh? That's what it is. That's it. That's how you gotta That's do it. E. This one is on you. Name uh, three cereals. Frosted Flake, Fruit Loops, and Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay, you just made it. I almost kicked you out for them Honey Nut Cheerios. That's <laughs> Come on. Right. Come on, Dr. Kenley. This one is on you, sir. Give me an easy one. It's just a random question. I didn't mean anything by this. <laughs> I want you to name three Jacks. Oh, that's easy. You got <laughs> Michael Jackson. You got Randy Jackson. You got Jermaine Jackson. There it is. I, said, like, I, like, I went easy. I went easy. <laughs> Plus, Dr. Kenley, in the family. Uh, yeah. All right. So now we got to turn it up just a little bit. Donnie, this one's falling back on you. You ready for this? Okay. I want you to name three women's hairstyles. Uh, 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 pinky <laughs> twist, crochet braid, twist. and um, uh, a uh, perm. <laughs> that, that count? Is that? God, I'm sorry, you missed it by like two seconds. <laughs> like, I felt like I needed a lifeline on that one. I need to, to help me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. You're done. You're out of there. Get down here. Antoine, this one is on you. All right, let's get it. I want you to name three hockey teams. Uh, uh, this is the two percent, right? I need to ask the ninety-eight percent that question. Uh, <laughs> I like hockey. You have okay. By the way, Antoine, you missed that all. So don't even worry about this. You have yeah, yeah, Hawks. yeah. Look, look. You I'm like, what? You got the Blackhawks. You got the Red Wings. Um, you got the Ducks. Come on now. You got the New York Islanders, the Rangers. Come on now. I need y'all to be well versed in this thing. Hockey is a good sport. I might have just told on myself, but hockey's an amazing sport. I want to watch hockey and I'll turn that on. (laughs) There's 1% black in hockey. So, okay, you know what? We may need to do a podcast. Najee, this question is for you. 
All right. I want you to name three famous Steve. Steve Urkel, Steve Jobs, Steven Seagal. All right. Let me consult mm. with the judges for Hold on. Let me consult with the judges for a second. Okay, Najee, I hate to tell you this, but Steve Urkel is a character. We make famous. <laughs> wow. He's a famous. Blame the judges. Blame the judges. It's not my fault. It's not my fault, Najee. All right. Dr. Kinley. <laughs> You're the last man standing. All right. This one is on you. Name the three primary colors. Red, blue, black. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is red, blue, and there's a debate going on, but it's definitely not black. It's either yellow or blue. <laughs> so which one is it? It's red, blue, and yellow. yellow. That's, that's red, blue, yellow. yellow. Yeah, red, red, blue, and yellow. yellow. Red, blue, Listen, and yellow. I, I, I took high, I taught high school math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I'll keep my keychain till next week. I blame. Okay, see what happened when y'all let company come in here. That's y'all fault. <laughs> hey man so look let's jump into our uh, announcements uh slash women's history no this is women's history month we like celebrating and uplifting our women so don if you don't mind go ahead and tell us about our women for today for women's history month with pleasure hetty lamar was an Austrian-American actress and inventor who pioneered the technology that will one day form the basis for today's Wi-Fi, GPS, and Bluetooth communication systems. As a natural beauty seen widely on the big screen in films like Samson and Delilah and White Cargo, society has long ignored her inventive genius. Lamar was originally Hedwig Eva Kessler, born in Vienna, Austria, on November 9, 1914, into a well-to-do Jewish family. An only child, Lamar received a great deal of attention from her father, a bank director and curious man, who inspired her to look at the world with open eyes. In 1942, during the heyday of her career, Lamar earned recognition in a field quite different from entertainment. She and her friend, the composer George Antiel, received a patent for an idea of a radio signaling device or secret communication system, which was a means of changing radio frequencies to keep enemies from decoding messages. Originally designed to defeat the German Nazis, the system became an important step in the development of technology to maintain the security of both military communications and cellular phones. A recluse later in life, Lamar died in her family home in 2000. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, for Women's History Month, the one and only Hedy Lamar. That's right. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Blame it on a woman. Tough fault your kids <laughs> is playing Fortnite, right? All right, man. Don, I appreciate you, brother. Go ahead and give us our learning target for today. All right. Our learning target is to better understand how emotions play a role in the effectiveness of the black male teacher. Hey, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting emotional today, man. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, but before we dive into that, um, we're going to give Dr. Kinley a time to tell us um, a little bit about what's going on in, from his offices 
a couple of things that are coming through the um, pipeline at Clayton County Public Schools. And just, you know, some of the things that he's tapped into, because one thing for Tales of the 2%, all of my listeners out there, we want to make sure that we're getting you the information that you need and things that can be helpful for you. So, uh, Doc, go ahead and let us know what's going on for a couple minutes. Awesome. Awesome. So this will kind of be a plug on Clayton County Public Schools and our professional learning department. Um, as stated, uh, I am coordinating supervisor of professional learning. Uh, and so I work under the direction of Dr. Gloria Duncan, and we do all things professional learning. Uh, we are one of the very few EPPs and what they call that educational preparation provider that has 10 endorsements that are at no cost to our teachers. So that's something very, very rare. So we have uh, teacher support and coaching. We have gifted reading, uh, K-5 math, K-5 science, online teaching. PBIS, urban education, STEM, and computer science. We have all of those endorsements. And again, they're at no cost to our teachers. So that's something that's that's very rare. Um, another thing that we do within the Department of Professional Learning is we have some leadership academies. Um, so we have uh, an academy for individuals aspiring to be assistant principals. We have an academy for individuals that are assistant principals aspiring to be principals. And then we just started an academy for principals that are aspiring to be district level leaders. Um, and so oh, wow. those academies have gone very well. And in fact, we have 18 graduates of our, what's called the um, Learning to Lead Academy that have ascended to a to assistant principalship. So that's, you know, again, something very big and to see Najee bigging it up. But one of the things I'm most proud of is called the Teacher Academy of Preparation and Pedagogy. And yeah, yeah. I know on this call, we have three of our illustrious alumni, yeah, yeah. three of our illustrious alumni. And That's so right. the TAP program is a non-traditional preparation program to prepare individuals that are looking to transition into the field of teaching. Um, our TAP program was started way back in 2003. And since that time, we've had over 900 graduates. But beyond just having those 900 graduates, we have a 78% retention rate. Um, additionally, we have 106 of our former TAP candidates that have been named their school-based teacher of the year. And I know Najee is in that group of 106 yeah, yeah, he is. where he was named teacher of the year at his uh, school back in CCPS. Um, but even within that 106, three of those individuals were named county-based teachers of the year. And so we're, we're just extremely proud. But in addition to that, we have 12 alumni that are current administrators, and we have 17 alumni that are in various district positions throughout the district. So that just kind of gives you a, a little background on uh, some things in professional learning. And one of the things that we started four years ago uh, was, a, was a foray, something that um, we, we spent a lot of time uh, kind of shadowing APS, Atlanta Public Schools as we were um, getting ourselves ready to implement social and emotional learning in the district. Um, so we spent a lot of time kind of shadowing Atlanta Public Schools uh, because they had already been uh, doing the work of SEL. They had a department already, uh, Mrs. Rose, pre-Jean. Uh, so they had an entire department and we spent time going over there, seeing how they were set up. Um, and then uh, we had a core team that got trained in uh, the facets of emotional intelligence, restorative practices, 
mindfulness, uh, all of that good stuff, trauma-informed care. Um, and then from there, we selected leads at each school, trained those leads so they could go back um, and be able to start implementation at mm -hmm. each and every one of our school sites. So it's something that we are continuing to build on. Uh, we still say we're in our infancy stages of SEL, but we understand that it's something very important for our children. But as we move forward, uh, what we're looking for next is SEL for our adults. Uh, yeah. Not that we've neglected our teachers, uh, but you know, obviously we know that's the next step. So we're looking at um, some programs and some ways to provide uh, social and emotional learning for our teachers uh, because we know our teachers need it just as much as our kids. So that, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Hey, man, that man is busy. I hope you got something. Mainly, ladies and gents, if you are interested in the field of teaching, there is an alternative path for you. Shouts out to the TAP program. Again, man, you've heard me talk about it. You've heard Donnie talk about it. You've heard Najee talk about it. It is an amazing program. And we, if you have ever thought about, considered, or inquired about being a teacher, you do not have to let a college or other type of thing tell you no. The type of stuff that they do in the TAP program is college level work. So I strongly suggest if you're interested in teaching, go ahead and tap into that, man. So again, Dr. Kinley, thank you for that guided practice for today. Fellas, now y'all ready for this academic discussion? Because I've been I've been thinking about this all week now. Y'all yeah, ready? Let's for dig this? in. Let's dig in. Let's go. Right, so Get it. We are talking today of that we're doing something today that no black men really ever do. And we're talking about emotion because as a teacher, as a black male teacher, it is what I found. It is often hard to ignore your emotions in the school building when you're around your students. You have to have some type of emotional intelligence about yourself. So I'm going to throw this question out there to everybody who, and, and feel free to jump in at any time. Do you consider yourself emotionally intelligent? Let's throw it out there to you, Antoine, first. Do you consider yourself emotionally intelligent? Um, I do. I consider myself emotionally intelligent because I'm a very good reader of other people's emotions. Mm -hmm. And not only am I a good reader of other people's emotions, I try to make sure that I'm cognizant of how other people feel. Yeah. You know, um, and that just goes to being a colleague. That goes to being a mentor. That goes to, you know, professionalism. Um, when mm -hmm. it comes to just emotions, you got to make sure that you, you know, are aware of your own as well as, as, well as everybody else's. Okay, good stuff. Um, Dr. Kenley, do you consider yourself emotionally intelligent? I, I do. Uh, I, I think I, I understand myself. I understand my triggers. Uh, I think I can recognize um, when I need to build myself up. Um, and I can recognize, you know, many of my faults and, and my place in, I guess, the larger discussions in the bit different environments that I'm in. Uh, and, and now with that, there's a lot of room for growth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of room for growth. But I, I do think I recognize um, some of my faults and then I'm able to, you know, better assimilate into different situations. Don, same question, man. Um, I'm going to say. I consider myself partially emotionally intelligent only because there's so many facets that make up that, that one little word, you know, or, yeah. uh, em being emotionally intelligent, you know, motivation, empathy, self-regulation, like there's so many, many facets that make up 
that word that, you know, I believe I'm stronger in some portions. And as, you know, Dr. Kenley stated, you know, I recognize that there are portions that I need to work on. But I mean, we're human. That's the name of the game. We're, we're, it's yeah. all about self-improvement. So I'm a work in progress. But yeah, I think yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Najee, what about you, man? Yeah, I would say I'm um, I'm more I am emotionally intelligent because uh, of past experience, um, learning from my mistakes, um, learning to keep my mouth closed and kind of taking in, you know, the situation at hand, not speaking too much, learning like like um, Antoine said, observing, uh, being really observing of the situation that you're in and taking a step back. And understanding yourself because um, lashing out, speaking out, um, you know, that's a reactive uh, emotion and I'm learning to respond more. So being a responder uh, allows me to be more of uh, emotional intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I was that emotionally intelligent. This is definitely something I just learned or started to do and really address and i realized my biggest problem was that i was holding too much stuff in and i wasn't giving myself the avenue or the space to deal with my emotions so which leads me to my next question on this um and i'm gonna throw this one out to you e and anybody at any time by all means feel free to chime in do you believe as black men as male teachers, do you believe that we have to keep our emotions more in check at work than anybody else? Uh, I mean, as a black, I mean, I think as a man, we have to keep our emotions in check um, because of our genetic makeup. Um, mm -hmm. You know, not 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 lashing out, not being overly aggressive, um, and just you know, respond again, taking me back to what I stated earlier understanding how to respond to situations because you know we go out and we react in an aggression in a physical way or um or we say you know things that you know we we truly don't mean it's hard to take those things back especially in yeah. the profession that we're in um it can be taken out of context because we are men black men um when you're speaking to a young lady or you're speaking to a young male we just got to be cognizant of the things that we're doing the things that we're saying so yes we do have to keep ourselves emotionally in check uh, more than, you know, more than women or any other race. I would say. That. I, yeah, I agree, man, because I, I realized we we carry a lot. And uh, we talked about this. Maybe we talked about it when we did nature versus nurture. We talked about it when we did toxic masculinity as a man. There's so much that we face. And sometimes we're not given the time or space to really address a lot what's going on. And it's just assumed that, you know, we're going to get it together. We need to snap back to it. Um, Antoine, can keeping your emotions too in check make you a bad teacher? Definitely. Um, and I say that because, let, let me let me elaborate when it comes to emotions. I, I was, mm -hmm. and I've been learning this. It's okay to have emotions, but you can't let emotions have you. Mm. Come on, bro. When your emotions take more control over who you are and the way that you are performing your job, you then create a space where your teaching is ineffective. And so I try to make sure that it's okay to show emotions. And even with children, I tell my students a lot of stories about my childhood on purpose, good mm -hmm. and bad, because I want them to know that I am human. I'm not above them. I'm not below them. 
um, I, I'm human, just like they are. And so when I share these things with them and let them know, hey, it's okay to be angry. It's okay yeah. to be upset. But when you allow those emotions to make you do things that is going to have a negative consequence on you later down the road, that's when it becomes a problem. So you should share your emotions because holding it in, you know, or letting them have you could be a very, very dangerous game. Oh, agreed. Agreed 100%. I've, I've seen, I've been on both sides of that fence where I was the emotional one where somebody had to come in contact talk to me and i've had to be the emotional support so um everybody who's listening guys i really hope you're really diving into this and really understanding the the power of your emotions and the power of actually allowing yourself to feel because as a teacher as, especially as a male teacher it's hard not to feel something when you're teaching um dr kenley let me ask you this we just asked a question about keeping your emotions in check, whether or not that makes you a, a good or a bad teacher. Um, do you think teachers, not just male teachers, but do you think teachers, period, need to understand emotions and emotional states in order to be effective? I think it's paramount. You, you have to. Um, it, it, it does not matter um, your gender or, or your uh, race, ethnicity. Uh, you you have to, and that's I think that's why district are, are districts are moving toward like social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. um, we for the past really since two thousand one, uh, we've been in what's called the era of accountability. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all about test scores since two thousand one. Yeah. It's been about test scores. Yeah, and we're now starting to see, you know, we've got to we've got to pivot and, and look more at ensuring that our staff and those individuals that are taking care of our babies are, mm -hmm. are well, are, are whole. Uh, because if they're not, what we have is we have a paucity of teachers uh, mm -hmm. and then we have teachers that are broken, uh, that don't know how to handle certain situations with children or handle their own situation. They're bringing their baggage yeah. into that classroom. And yeah. then, you know, there's a quote I saw is like, um, you know, Make sure you're good before you go in to teach those babies, you know, mm -hmm. you know, take care of yourself first before you go in trying to teach those babies uh, because you don't know what could happen. Uh, many times our, our kids are impervious to the things that are happening in their te teacher's life. Um, mm -hmm. And so because of that, you know, they don't necessarily recognize certain cues and certain social norms that would say, hey, my teacher's not acting, you know, yeah. unless you open yourself up to that unless you share yourself with them. So um, it, for all teachers, it, it's important. But I will say for black male teachers, I think it's even more important. Okay. Um, I, I, I do feel like we deal with some things that other genders, other races do not deal with. Mm -hmm. um, the expectations of us, whether we're in pre predominantly minority schools or non-predominantly minority schools, the yeah. expectations are high. Um, yeah. We're expected to be the model in that school. Uh, many times we're the minority in that school, even mm -hmm. if it's all black or all black Hispanic, you're still probably the minority based on gender. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a lot of pressure. Um, that's a lot of pressure. So I, I definitely think it's important for all individuals, all teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. I, re I remember my first couple of years of teaching. And again, I was the only male teacher to teach science in sixth and seventh grade. So I literally had nobody who I felt like I could talk to. And that balling up those emotions, it, it, it does something to you and it does something to your effectiveness. 
and Dr. Kenley, you said something that black men we handle, we we go through so much, we 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 deal with so many different things that unfortunately not other people would know unless you're another black man. So I'm gonna shoot this question out there to everybody. And um, if you want to share an experience about it or with it, um, you can. But the question simply is, how do you handle your emotions at work? How do you handle your emotions at work? And Donnie, I'm going to start with you, man. How do you handle your emotions at work? Um, <clears throat> so I'm assuming that we're talking about uh, negative emotions. Yeah. Or, or, um, so... Honestly, man, and to put it simply, I, I just have to take a breath because at the very start of my career, I had the pleasure of meeting a veteran black male teacher in the gym. And mm -hmm. he was just giving me the rundown of things to expect, do's, don'ts. And, you know, one thing he told me, and I'll never, ever forget it. He, he told me to never let the actions of a student pretty much uh, caused me to react in a way where I regret it later. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. He told me when you're feeling upset or angry, you feel like your, your, your blood is boiling. He says, repeat your address to yourself over and hmm. over. And I said, why? I said, why repeat my address to myself? He told me because that's where you have to pay bills every month. Oh, <laughs> and right. he said, yeah. He said, yeah. And he really hit me in the gut as a as a black man. He said, imagine the look on your wife's face when you have to walk through the door and tell her that you did something that cost you your job. Mm. Saying, baby, I don't know how I'm going to help pay the mortgage for the light bill next month. So he, so I really have to uh, take a take a breath and mm -hmm. and just just let it roll off off my back like water, um, because yeah. at the end of the day. Their children, reg regardless of our expectations, it, it can be my best class. My my mm -hmm. best behaved class can still let me down sometimes because at the end of the day, they're still kids. They're, right. they're, they're still kids. So I just I have to take a breath and and let it roll. Even if I um I'm venting to a colleague in the parking lot later at the end of the day, mm -hmm. or you know, uh you know, or if I get, a, if I'm able to steal a few minutes during planning just to talk to somebody on my team, you know, I, I rather hold on to it for a few minutes and be able to let it out in a healthy way and talk to, you know, someone who can relate. And, uh, but other than that, yeah, just, just take a breath. Cause it's, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna jump in there real quick. I'm gonna be honest. I used to deal with my emotions at work in the most unhealthiest way. I would get a yardstick and I would snap it in half. Literally, <laughs> well, at least it wasn't the kid, <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't the kid. But let me, no, but let me tell you what I learned about this. First and foremost, I thank God for um, um Lord, my school uh, bookkeeper because she let me have a lot of yardsticks. But what I've realized a lot of times is that some kids think it's funny when their teachers get upset, and after a while. It became a running joke of me snapping those rulers. And I realized that, like you said, Donnie, I'm allowing somebody else to influence me. And I'm supposed to be the one that's in control of the situation. I think that some, somebody, always, uh, somebody had to remind me of this. Remember, you're the adult in the room. And it's so easy sometimes to get in an arguing match or get in a conversation with some kids and forget 
you're the adult. So one way I had to learn to deal with my emotions, like you said, is take a second, stop and breathe. But I did a lot of um, reflective writing. I did a lot of reflective journaling. I did a lot of writing and things like that. So when I would go back and I would look at these things, I would see, okay, this is what I could have done differently. This is what I should have done better. Because like you said, you don't want to be viewed as the emotionally unstable teacher. It, it gets you looked at funny by your coworkers. It gets you laughed at by your kids. But mm -hmm. that's just my experience with dealing with emotions at work. Um, Nazi, jump in there, man. Yeah, uh, I would like to say, um, you know, we're human. Um, mm -hmm. We all have, you know, moments where we express our emotions. And, you know, early on in my teaching career, um, I learned to, again, take a step back not become so emotional, know how to hone in whatever it is that's bothering me. But then this quote came to mind, and that's um, never let your emotions outweigh your intelligence. Um, mm. And that goes back to speak to you being the adult in the classroom. Yeah. Um, you're the intelligent one, right? You're, you're the leader of that classroom. You're the leader. You're a leader in this school building. So mm -hmm. how are you not allowing, you know, how are you using your intelligence to your advantage? How are you not allowing your emotions to get out of sync and, and make you become a wreck? Find you somebody in the school building who you can converse with, right? Yeah. Take a moment, go to your car. So if we all need counsels. That can be in the yeah. form of a mentor in our school building. Um, that could be, you know, having a men's group or a, a small mentoring group in your school. So just finding those little things that works for you. Um, and those things work for me. I, I mean, I know my first, second year, I connected with Donnie a lot. He was he was a first year teacher. I was in my second year. He was my he was on my team and we did a lot of back and forth. And it was able, you know, that opportunity him being next door to me, being another black male teacher, allowed me to get a lot of stuff off me. And you know, he was always an open ear and vice versa. So it's good to have those teacher colleagues who you can go and go to and um, as a male teacher to be able to kind of dump your emotions off on um, and, you know, have still have that bro code. You know, everything yeah. is all good. So, yeah, man. All right. Dr. Kelly, jump in there, man. <laughs> right. You know, it's just so so interesting because uh, about two weeks ago, I had a meeting with the principal about mm -hmm. one of our. Uh, teacher, our male teachers in our program, and and uh, the administrator, you know, said, you know, one on one, hey, you know, I got a, a grown grown child, you know, he's wow. a man, he needs to man up, wow. and get it together. Now there were things that I knew about this particular teacher, some personal things that I'm not sure if that administrator knew, um, mm -hmm. but just in that statement, it made me reflect on. Are you really aware of, you know, those individuals that you're, you're leading, that you're, you're, you're guiding? And no, yeah. no, no, because sometimes you don't know, you don't know, right? And if, mm -hmm. if that teacher hadn't shared some of those things that that per he was going through, you know, but just that statement just let me know, you know, you need to man up. Like, it let me know there's a disconnect, um, mm -hmm. you know, and so we were able to kind of resolve that, that, that particular situation. But it, it, it let me know, again, in working with teachers. Um, not coming from, you know, the standpoint of working with students and working with teachers, you know, many of those same issues um, really correlate. Um, and so we have to make sure um, that as we're working with teachers, um, as we're guiding our staff, 
that, you know, we are aware and we're cognizant of how they're feeling emotionally and mm-hmm. what that can, you know, translate into, you know, their their particular performance. Um, and many times it's just that support. Many times it's just that checking in. Is everything okay? And sometimes also it may not be you that you feel comfortable talking to. It might be that elder teacher in your department mm-hmm. or it might be someone else. So it may not be that you're comfortable talking to me, but if you can talk to someone, you know, um, it always made, you know, reminded me of, you know, a video I saw and it was, uh, it was uh, someone asked a child, um, you know, who do you go to, you know, what teacher do you go to, uh, or who do you go to talk to when you're having problems? And they were in a high school of 1500. And this child said, nobody. And they were like, Mm. so you're in a school of 1500 people with a hundred teachers and you don't have not one person to talk to. Mm. Like, and that's, that's a reality for a lot of people, you know, that's a reality for staff and it's reality for kids. So, you know, I think we have to operate in grace. That's the most important thing. You've got to operate in grace. Yes, sir. sir. All right. Antoine, jump in on this one, man. Hey, uh, you know what? When I sit here and think about um, just what I'm hearing from everybody and just just knowing and understanding how emotions work, you know, the way that I really handle it is uh, you got to stay calm. Yeah. Um, a current book that I'm reading right now on leadership is talking about how all effective leaders know how to stay calm in the face of adversity. Um, I always ask myself, OK. Not what is the problem? What lesson am I going to learn from this? Mm. What lesson can I learn right now from this very thing happening in my face? And I'll just be real with you, man. You know, just speaking from a a spiritual standpoint, I don't believe nothing just happens on accident. Everything happens on purpose. And so for me, if I feel like teaching is my purpose, I need to find out the reason why this is happening to me at this moment so I can cultivate and develop as an individual, not just as a teacher, you know what I mean? So I got to find out how I can stay calm, how I can just work through it. And so when I can come at the end of it, I have some type of lesson that I learned from this problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. fellas. That's good stuff. Everybody. Excellent academic discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope what you got from this by all means, especially my brothers who are teaching, communicate how you were feeling. One B Find something to channel your emotions into. Don't just go home with all that stuff balled up. It's not helping. And then the last thing, by all means, remember, you got bills to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, last question for our academic discussion. Last question for our academic discussion. I just need a yes or no from everybody. Do you think you're an emotional grader? And I'm going to go ahead and say this. Yes, I'm an emotional grader. And I had to check myself. Donnie, you think you're an emotional grader? Uh, are you asking me to incriminate myself on, on life? <laughs> <laughs> there have been moments, yes, where I've been, been an emotional grader. Yes. E, e, have you have you ever emotionally graded something? I, I have early on. Uh, but, I mean, I went in and, and then I went back and I was like, hold on. You know, take a step back. <laughs> fix this. That's so. why you have emotionally graded something. Hey, I got this policy. That I changed in my room. <laughs> I started making kids write their names on the back of the paper. Right. And I graded like that. Because I'd be like, oh, oh, little Johnny. Nah, dog. F. Yeah. 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 Right. I don't even want to read F, little Johnny. So I, I had, I had to like check that. 
Doc, you've been in this game for a minute. Have you ever right, mostly right. drank and sold? Right. I mean, I would say yes, but I always was was more lenient than 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 hard. And uh, but now I would I would tell my entire class I can make a test that you can pass. I can make Ooh. a test that you can fail. Ooh, I'm using that one. Be careful. I'm using that one. You know what? I like that. I like that, Doctor Kelly. So that has I've, been added. Oh, that's what I've done. Oh, I took good. away the leniency. That's what I've done. Like oh. instead of adding the curve, you know what? I'm taking that away. Yeah, yeah. Get that's what you funny. what you earn. Yeah, that's funny, yo. That's yo, good. That's funny. That's funny. All right, yo, so let's jump into our teacher's lounge confessions, man. And before we get into our teacher's lounge confessions, man, remember the Tales of the 2% is brought to you by the good people over at Unfiltered. They have all of your clothing needs from text to tees, from joggers, hoodies, and sweatsuits, man. Check out the people at Unfiltered. Make sure you use the promo code TALES, T-A-L-E-S, or the promo code E-G-I at checkout for 15% off of all of your purchase orders. That's right. Yes, it is a Black-owned business, so definitely support our community. And that's right, unfiltered. Remember, there is a science to being you. Now, Antoine, take us to our teacher's lounge confessions. Oh, man. Oh, man. Teacher's lounge confessions. All right. So check this out, everybody. Got an anonymous anonymous uh, letter. From a teacher who want to talk about something that happened to them. You want to hear? Mm -hmm. Here it goes. Mm -hmm. All right. So the teacher says, walking through the hallway at our middle school, I saw a new substitute teacher standing outside his classroom with his forehead against the locker. I heard him mutter, how did I get into this? Knowing he was assigned to a difficult class, I tried to offer moral support. So I asked, are you okay? Can I help you? He lifted his head and replied, I'll be fine as soon as I get this kid out the lock. <laughs> Wait a minute. He said, I'll be fine when I get this kid out the locker. So my question to the to, to, to the 2% to the, to the panel today, guys, is what's the funniest or weirdest thing you've done to help a coworker? Oh. And I, I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to go first because this is actually happening to me right now. But it's okay. been backfired. Uh-huh. So this is this new guy that's working with us, brand new teacher, white guy, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> but anywho, that's that's another topic. Get to the uh, right, right, right. <laughs> he's he's not from Georgia. He's from Tennessee, and um, just be honest, he, he's 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 looking for love. You know what I'm saying? He was in a long distance relationship, so I turned him on to a Tinder online date, uh-huh. and um, he's then met this girl, man. Long story short, she's not from America. She's from Colombia. Let's just say he's bought an airline ticket to go to Colombia to visit her for for spring break. This wow. spring break, my wow. boy is in love off a of Tinder app. Matchmaker <laughs> Antoine. Hey, 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 man. hey, hey, hey! My boy is in love. He does it all. <laughs> he does it all. Hey, oh, so hey, that's probably one of the, the, the weirdest things I've had to do to help out a couple. I, I hooked him up. Uh, the weirdest thing I have ever done to help a co-worker out and by all means I'm not throwing shots I'm not throwing names and nothing like that out the end way I had to help somebody fix their wig I'll just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> T- 
tag was showing, slipping, something was happening. I was like, hey, let me fix your wig real quick. Keep on. Was moving. the help solicited or you just had to jump in there and just start twisting? Oh, bro, I, I just, it, so it was one of those things, you knew if I saw it, one of your students was going to see it and then it was going to be some problems because, you know, these kids, Ooh, yeah, bro. Especially if she say if she tried to correct somebody, and they be like, "That's why your tag showing on your wig." See, I tried, I tried to stop that. I tried to stop that moment. So that's what yeah. happened. Jeffrey, you you kind of I'm gonna jump in because you kind of stole mine, but mine is similar. I didn't have to help them fix a wig, but I had to keep a class because there was a teacher getting their braids put in for prom <laughs> that day. So just imagine getting <laughs> getting to school Ooh. and then they're midway through. Ooh. And they're like, hey, can you watch my four, my first period? We're almost done. I'm like, oh, I, I got Man. you. I got yeah, you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You, wow. you, you a good one, Doc. You a real being good a, one. Being a good teammate. And, 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 and that's why he that's why he in the position he in right now. The Dr. Kim. <laughs> Najee, what you got for us, man? What's the weirdest thing you've ever had to do to, to help or support a colleague, man? Uh, man, I, I mean, I had to give a colleague a T-shirt, um, a school-issued T-shirt, because they had on a tank top under their sweater. Um, and, I mean, you know, they needed a shirt. I had an extra shirt in my classroom. Um, it was getting hot, so they had to put on a t- you know, a shirt so they can get out that, 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 that sweater they had on all day, so... I was like, you know, you know, you don't want to be walking around here with a, with a tank top on while you're in front of your student. And I also had a situation with a male teacher who had a mohawk, um, but it was a wig, one of those glue on mohawks. No, and it, was, it was peeling back in the back. It was coming up in the back. And I had to say, hey, look, man, you're going to put glue back there and push it down a little bit. Oh, kids don't see it. So, see, um, you, you, got, you, you got me wanting to make a, a field trip. Don't even know who I'm talking about, but I'm, you know, we're going to leave it alone. Don, jump in there, man. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm blessed. I, I'm Because I, I was racking my brain honestly trying to think of a situation, but you know what? I have not been put in such a situation yet where I have had to uh, assist someone through a peculiar or weird time. So to be announced, stay tuned. Only do it. Only don't keep you. Only do it. He'll keep you down. He'll do that. He'll do that. Um, <laughs> yo, before we jump, <laughs> before we jump to our next segment, Doctor Kenny, do we got to let you loose, man? You hang it tight for like the next five or ten minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go actually. So I want to thank Najee because I'm, I'm we we are taking. I'm part of a, a group called Code House. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is a organization um, started with some 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 of my fraternity brothers from Morehouse um, mm-hmm. that exposes black and Latinx kids to technology. Um, and so uh, last year we started a scholarship program uh, where we gave out twenty thousand dollars scholarships to twenty nine scholars. Wow. Um, this year we're going to do forty five scholarships. Uh, so you do the math. Uh, that's nine hundred thousand dollars in scholarships, uh, and so uh, we have some of those uh, students in our program that are going to speak at the historic, illustrious Booker T. Washington High School, um, and so we're actually meeting to plan that session. So that's why I got to go because we got to meet. Hey. So when we get over to Najee School, we don't look crazy. So th- that's why I hey. got to meet. 
We hey, man, listen, you, it has been a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Kenley, let's, hey, Doc, appreciate you coming on out, man. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. Nice to meet you, Antoine. Good to meet you, brothers. And Bless I will you. see you on the next side. Can't Good wait to see you, yes, sir. All right. All right. right. Y'all take it easy. Yes, sir. All right, man. That was the one and only Avery Kenley. That's my dude right there. We got to get him back. Uh, before we get up out of here, man, ladies and gents, you know, we got two more segments to go. We have our data dig and then we have our SEO, well, three more segments, data dig, SEO moment, and then ticket out the door. Hopefully you've been learning something. Hopefully you've heard, uh, uh, you can take something away from all of this type of stuff. Again, shout out to Dr. Kinley. Thank you for coming through. Um, Najee, take us to our data dig, sir. All right, all right. Um, it's data time, so let's dive right on in. In a 2020 article written by Mission Harbor Behavioral Health titled Men and Emotions, The Importance of Becoming Vulnerable, written by Sam Deep Deccan, reads, From an early age, men are conditioned to believe that expressing their feelings is out of character with the male identity. Doing so can ruin their image of being strong and stoic. Specifically, men are told that carrying, crying in front of other people would threaten their masculinity. The same can be said about mental health. Statistically, women are more likely to get diagnosed with depression or anxiety. However, men also deal with mental health disorders and mental distress. Over 30% of men will experience a period of depression at some point during their lifetime, and about 9% of men report having feelings of depression or anxiety every day. Just because men are told to hide their emotions doesn't mean they don't have them. Research shows that men experience emotions at the same level that women do, but because it's not socially acceptable for a man to cry when he's sad, it can make it seem like he don't experience sadness at all. So, fellas, I'm going to throw this question out to you all. How important is it for a black male teacher to show vulnerability? Very important. Yes, sir. It's crucial. It's pivotal. Um, For me, I'm thinking about it in two aspects. I mean, we're, we're all educators. And we're also all married men too. Just just think about, you know, the fact that we have to be vulnerable, you know, in our relationships with our wives. You know, we yeah. we have to allow our guard to come all the way down. Um, and transcribing that into the uh, the concept of being in the classroom with our students, you know, being vulnerable, not all the time, but during certain moments with our kids, it you know, it provides a real unscripted. Uh, way for us to connect with our kids, you know. Point point in case, and I'm gonna keep it brief. Um, there was a scenario, there was a situation where I had to be out. I believe a uh, junior was under the weather, so I was out unexpectedly, and my kids left my room in shambles when mm-hmm. when I returned the next day, and. I went in, but I didn't go in yelling and screaming and, you know, with the battle axe ready to go to war. You know, I, it was a real cool, calm conversation I had with them. And I, I let them know that, yes, I'm angry with you. Uh, but also at the same time, I told them I was disappointed. I was like, the fact that you couldn't respect me enough just to take two, three seconds out at the end of class to pick up some trash and throw it away. I was like, that hurt my feelings because I, I let them know. I was like, the activities we do, 
you know, anytime I go out of my way to spend money on supplies or class parties, you know, I do that for you because I, I, I love you all. You all are my students. I'm, I'm here with you all eight hours a day. So, you know, you couldn't do the bare minimum with pick up trash. I mean, that push your chairs. I said, that hurt my feelings. I was like, I, I was expecting more from you. I was like, I invest so much in you. In return, I'm looking for you to invest in me. You know, I didn't have to scream. I didn't yell. But also at the same time, I was able to in a very unscripted and real way, let them know what was on my heart. And you know what, believe it or not, the very next time that I had to take out, uh, when I came back the next day, my, my room was spotless. Yeah, that's good. My, that's my good. good. That's, dope. that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I, um, I, I think it's very important and it's crucial for black male teachers to be able to show some signs of vulnerability. Um, because we talked about this, I think when we first started the show, of representation and what us being in the classroom means. And I've realized that a lot of times our male students take our cues from us. So we have to be able to deal with our emotions. There's been some times I'm typically a, a bubbly guy. I'm typically a positive guy. I'm typically high energy guy. But there have been days where I've gone into the classroom and I just didn't have it. I've been flat. And me showing those students that and not trying to hide it shows them that, A, you can still get things done and not really be there or be emotionally invested as you want to be, but that doesn't stop you from doing what's required of you. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is that it shows them that everybody has hard days. Everybody has tough days. And I think that's the thing sometimes, not saying that many of our kids put us on a pedestal or things like that. But you know, you have those kids who think all teachers do is they go home, grade papers, come back to work, do it all over again. But this shows them, and I think we talked about it earlier, shows them that we're human, just like they are. We experience emotions just like they do. So yeah, I think it's imperative to be to show vulnerability. And you know what, um, just to jump in, uh, vulnerability too, at the same time is also a sign of compassion. Yeah. When you're when you're able to open up yourselves to your students and, and just be truthful and be, you know, your true authentic self and let your emotions, you know, be at the, you know, um, at the risk of possibly being laughed at or ridiculed. That's real compassion. And so I realize that a lot of our students don't get that at home with their parents or in their neighborhoods or with the black culture, you know, you know, rap artists and, and, and our culture says, you know, you got to be hard. You got to be, a, you know, this or that. You don't show no woman no love or don't, you know. And so when they hear that so much, man, you're fighting with all these entities. I think it is a good thing to open up and be compassionate and show some vulnerability. That's good stuff. And I truly believe in it as well. Uh, being vulnerable is, is, is really important in the school systems. Um, and, you know, I for a man, black man, being in the, in the school, being in the classroom, it's tough. Um, we hone in yeah. a lot of emotions um, because of what society already has placed on us just for being black. That's a strike for being yeah. a man, another strike. So yeah. it, it to, and to try to like not express ourselves emotionally or try to hold back on some of our emotions and it becomes draining over time. And you have to be mentally stable to work in the school system and be able to express yourself in a way that you can reach and connect with people. And yeah. 
I can appreciate men in education and men who are vulnerable in education because one thing I was told is when you cry, that's weakness leaving the body. So yes, when sir. you're holding all that in, you're weak. And yeah. you're walking around weak, and that becomes toxic. And then that goes back to what we discussed last week, um, toxic masculinity. And you'll begin mm -hmm. to impose those bad traits on, mm -hmm. on kids and on other yeah. people in the school building. You are a walnut tree at that. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Great stuff, man. Great day to dig. Again, ladies and gents, if you have heard nothing, please make sure you understand. It is okay to be emotional. It is by all means okay. Just learn to deal with it in a positive light and a positive manner. Now, before we get into our SEL moment for today, man, remember to make sure to follow us at Mr. TOTP on Twitter at Tales of the 2% on IG. Make sure you spell that all out, Tales of the 2% on IG. Join the conversation in our Facebook group at Tales of the 2% podcast. If you want to be a part of the conversation, Leave us a teacher's lounge confessions. Email the show. Email us at totppodcast at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 470-765-8688, man. We want to hear from you. Now, let's dive into this SEL moment for today. And again, we've been talking all about social. Um, SEL stands for social emotional learning. And I hope you guys learned something about emotions today so where are we let's do it and so for the sel moment for today it is titled when i am weak when i am weak and let me just start this by saying this as a black man as a man period being emotional being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness let me say that again being emotional and being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness. It has never been, nor will it ever be. Understand this, listen. Emotions are what drive every choice and every decision you have ever made. Let me ask you this. If you didn't love something or someone, would you even try to go after it? If something didn't excite you, would you fight so hard to keep it in your life? Now, let's flip the script a little bit. Let me ask you this question. If you never felt sad or disappointment, would you ever fight a little harder to cherish the good days and the good things in your life? What being in touch with your emotions, what being vulnerable does, it's it provides perspective. It provides perspective on so much. And a man with perspective, a black man with perspective, is a dangerous thing. He is a true game changer and a true asset to his community. I'm a church boy at heart and I'm reminded of this scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in, perse in persecutions, in difficulty. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Ladies and gents, our emotions were never meant to be a sign of weakness. Our emotions make us complex, they make us complicated, and yes, even sometimes messy. 
but in the eyes of the most high we are his perfect imperfections we are human and we need our emotions to make it through the day you don't have to be machine-like to make it through it is our emotions that it is in our emotions that we experience things like empathy, compassion caring and, and, and the need and want to push and help those in similar problems and situations don't let the toxic views of manhood don't let the toxic views of masculinity box you into something that we all are dealing with nobody has 100 percent mastered what it is to deal with their emotions my brother don't you be afraid to cry like he just said sometimes crying is weakness leaving the body you gotta let that stuff out don't feel like you have to be strong all the time it's time to have that conversation it's time to schedule that therapy session it's time to go back and apologize it's time to ask for help it's time to realize that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to show emotion but what is not okay is to let those emotions run and rule everything around you uh don't be afraid to put your heart into whatever you're doing right now Another scripture that I remember, man, says weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming. All you got to do is just try and put your heart into it. As I saw online, and I'm going to get y'all out of here on this one, man. Never apologize for being emotional. Never apologize for being emotional. Never let them call you weak for being sensitive or emotional. I don't care what anybody says about your sensitivity. We all need more sensitivity in the world today. Let this be a sign that you have a big heart and aren't afraid to let others see it. Showing your emotions is a sign of strength. For truly, when I am weak, that is when he is strong. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That is your SEL moment for today. Fellas, how we feeling after that one? Amazing. Empowered. That's good. I'm glad, man. Yeah, hey, man. I, I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sensitive one. I'm a crier. I'm very emotional. <laughs> I cry. It's all good, I'm, though. Hey, I'm not ashamed of it, bro. I get, I get that. Boy, I think I cried in the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Hey fellas, before we get before we get to our ticket out the door today, man, go ahead and give us our shout out. Uh, give us your shout outs for today. Hey, uh, I definitely want to uh, shout out springtime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely digging these new uh, this new uh, weather that's going to come in and you know help us get ourselves ready for this summertime. So shout out for the good Lord throwing some of these nice temperatures out. To us, man. <laughs> shout out! Shout out! Shout out! <laughs> uh, I want to shout out my son, Donnie J. Williams Jr. He's been, yeah, boy. A, he's been nothing but a blessing to our family since the day he was born and i just feel like as he grows and learns i feel like me and my wife get to it's one it's a blessing to get to see him grow and learn but we feel like we get to learn more about ourselves as parents as we interact with him so shout out dj 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 my boy right there i can't wait to get over there play have a show shout out there yeah, man, I I want to give a shout out to my wife. Um, you know, she's my real man. She's always by my side, um, always there uh, to support no matter what um, I'm going through, um, what I'm dealing with, and it's 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 always a beautiful experience. 
to have someone like that in your life uh who could be your friend um not you know not only your spouse but your friend and somebody who can who can walk you through you know challenging times who can help you with your emotions um challenging and learning yourself so shouts out to my baby yeah boy <laughs> Yeah, boy, y'all coming in here thinking y'all wives and y'all sons <laughs> and right now that stuff, man. Now I'm about to cover yeah, my yeah. shout outs. Y'all gonna make me look terrible. That's all right. All right. Yo, man, I want to give, first and foremost, let me give a shout out again to Dr. Avery Kinley for stopping by the show, sir. We appreciate you taking your time to come out and just converse with us, man. We would definitely love to have you back on. Um, I want to give a shout out to my mom, uh, Miss Elisa Fruit Wilson. Yeah, mama says your whole name. After 25 years, my mother has put in her paperwork to retire. So she will be retiring at the end of this school year. She has worked 25 years for Clayton County Public School System. She oh. came, she came and she's oh, she worked 25 years all at one school. Uh, so shout out to BC Haney Elementary. Uh, okay. my mother came in, my mother came in as a custodian, worked her way up to a lunch lady then worked her way up to the bus monitor, then up to an ISS teacher, then to a parapro, then to the school secretary, and now works as the school's bookkeeper. Wow. So she has literally done it all, man. So I wow. want to just shout out you. Congrats, Mama uh, thank you for- Shout out, shout uh, out. Shout out, Mom. Done, you have earned this. And, and to Cherry on top, she turned 60 this year. So yes, ma'am. Shots going out the strong way. Yeah, that's it. I'm 60. I'm out of this. Don't get no better than that, right? I'm out of 60. Don't get no better than that, man. Yo, that was our that was our shots out for the day. Now, ticket out the door. Antoine had picked up his pen. Najee's always blessing us with stuff from his pen. I scribbled something down. So I'm gonna take the ticket out the door today. Let me pull this thing on and up. I'm gonna give y'all a little something straight from the desk. Of Mr. Wilson. Hopefully you enjoy this. It's been a minute since I did poetry, man. You see what happens when you get around great people. Let's go, uh, man. Drop something the on the title people, of this poem. The title of this poem is called I Am Black. It's called I Am Black. All right, so check this. I am black. Black is the sky that holds the stars at night. Black, like the eye of an underdog in a fight. I am black. Black like the hands of Mother Nature and Father Time. Black like most prisoners marching in chain gang lines. I am black. Blacker than you'd expect and stronger than you'd believe. Black enough to survive all forms of racism and to keep fighting so my children's children's children will know the real meaning of free. I am black. Just like the man you says fits the description. Black, like the melanated magic that transcends all comprehension and whitewashed definition. Mm. I am black. I mean, blackity, black, black, crispy, crunchity, black, black, black. You know the kind of black that the system keeps trying to snuff out. But we keep coming back. Say it with me now. I am Black, Martin, Malcolm, Barack, Fred Hampton, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Paul, Peter, and yes, even David Ruffin all rolled up into one. Say it with me. Black, 
hailing all the way from Egypt to Harlem to the dirty, dirty. And so please check your watch because our time has just begun. Boom. There it is, fellas. Mic drop. Man, right, that's Wilson. good, boy. All right, Wilson. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. I'm trying to be like y'all when I grow up, man. That's all I want to do. I'm just trying to be like y'all when I grow up, man. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to do, man. That's all I want to do. Hey, so, uh, fellas, do you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here today? Hey, uh, I just challenge everybody to uh, first thing when you wake up in the morning is do a self check. Spend yeah. that first 15 to 20 minutes just, you know, Give me some thanks, some gratitude, no cell phone, no TV, uh, no interaction with anybody but you. Know thyself, get in contact with who you are, your star player, and set the tone for the day. Yes, sir. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Definitely going to take that. Definitely going to take that. You got an idea you get out of here? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say uh, I wanted to pick up what uh, Antoine was, was saying. Uh, you know, spend some time uh, doing self-care. Uh, take care of you. Um, and this is for all adults, uh, all teachers going into that school building. Make sure that you're you're well. Uh, take care of your mental. Take care of your heart. Uh, yes, and you know, you, you'll be okay. You know, what I mean, find you somebody there in your building to talk to if there's ever a a time that you feel like you know you're overwhelmed. So uh, self care is always important. So let there that be is. the highlight of this week. Emotional intelligence, baby. If nobody has told you, we are proud of you. You can do it. Point Blake and the period, man. So on behalf of my boy, Donnie Williams, on behalf of my man, Najee El-Tayeb, on behalf of the one and only Antoine Lewis, on behalf of our guest host, Dr. Avery Kenley, man, we are the gentlemen from Tales of the 2%. It has been an honor. We out.